Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bit Friends Podcast. My name is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Bit Friends Vitiligo Support Community. We are a national organization with 13 groups throughout the U.S. and several uh, international and Caribbean connections. This is our podcast um, celebrating 10 years of, of hosting these shows with 130 episodes under our belt, and we are very happy about that. Today, or should I say as of June 1st, our shows are being sponsored by My Vitiligo's Team. If you don't know them, get to know this amazing community by visiting their website at myvitiligosteams.com, and you'll get all the information that you'll need. We're excited to be sharing uh, in conversation with members of our community, and today I have right here from home in Massachusetts a very special guest with me today, but I also wanted to bring to your attention that our podcast is growing, and we have a new uh, podcast host, uh, former Cosmopolitan Magazine member, a member of our Vitiligo community, and now a member of the Vit Friends Board from New York City and co-leading the New York City group is Tiffany Grant, and she will be hosting her show, I believe, beginning next week, entitled It's Called Vitiligo. And if you don't know her, she's well-known for the tattoo on her inner arm that says those exact words. Also, um, my co-host, um, Mark Braxton, co-leader of the North Carolina group, his show is Living Life and Love with Vitiligo. So we're continuing this great work. We are enjoying it. We're enjoying bringing to you members of the community. And so today with me is... Christopher, and so let me go now. Welcome, Christopher. How are you? Great. Nice to be asked to be on this uh, show today with you, Valerie. It's wonderful to be here. So I'm, I'm so trying to show, share my story. Absolutely. And help me say your last name. I didn't say your last name because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> it's it's uh, Piva, P-A-I-V-A. Piva, Christopher Piva. And that I is, think yeah. your address says Fair Haven. I, I've never been out that way. What's the what's your town? Oh, uh, it's Fair Haven, Massachusetts, and we're be, just before the Cape. Um, okay. And uh, great sea, seafood restaurants down here. So <laughs> I'm gonna plug my Don't town. Don't tell me that. I'm on my way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it's so good to have you. We've been Facebook friends Thank for you. a while, and today, what a perfect yep. day to have you on. It's World Vitiligo Day, and so it's good to have you. So let's jump on in. Oh, it's great. Okay. Jump on in um, so we could get a little of your journey. Who is Christopher? All right. So Christopher is a 58-year-old um, married male. Um, I have a wonderful wife and two sons. Um, and um, I am a registered nurse. I'm a nursing supervisor in a psychiatric facility. 
my wife is a nurse practitioner, so we have a lot of health care uh, in our home, um, you know, experience uh, between us both. So uh, we work opposite shifts. I usually work through 11, and my wife works during the daytime. Uh, my wow. facility is quite big. Um, we have three adult units. We have uh, a drug and alcohol unit. We do have adolescents as well um, uh-huh. and a geriatric unit. So that, you know, um, that was a lot of what I did. Um, I also am a, hip, a clinical hypnotherapist, so I hypnotize mm. people as well wow. um, part-time. Yeah. Sounds, sounds fantastic. So, yeah. And there's a kinship yeah. with us. And the, yep. the kinship that we, we we have from just this couple of minutes, I have a brother that does what you do, and his wife does what your wife does. <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't that, that's amazing. I, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's yeah, wonderful. It is. Well, yeah. No, you said you have kids. Are they little kids, or are they... Oh, no, I am. Uh, they're still at home. Uh, <laughs> um, they're both uh, in college, um, and they're in their tw- early 20s, both Okay. Home. Well, yeah. soon to be mm-hmm. empty nesters, I would think. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. I- I'm in that same yeah. boat as well. So let's jump into right. the, the deep end of, the vitili- of your vitiligo journey. When did this all begin for you? Well, I was uh, I was always an outdoor person um, at a young, very young age, um, and I loved the pool. I had an aunt that lived in Fairhaven, and um, we were always in the pool. And then once one day, I just noticed that I had a about a dime size uh, white spot on my foot, right near my ankle. And we, in my, I thought it was just that that part of my body just didn't tan that that summer. Um, but the following year, uh, I was now 13. It, I noticed that that white spot actually grew larger, and I began to develop it on my eyelids of all strange places. Mm. And so my mom took me to a dermatologist. And back then, you know, I think I wish I had known. Um, Dr. Harris, because all yeah. he said was, uh, that's vitiligo. He says mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. He did mention about um, ultraviolet and also uh, like a prednisone type of uh, topical cream. But mm-hmm. he says you can't use that on your face. And that, you know, being young, he, that's what I wanted. I didn't care that I had a spot on my ankle. Right. Um, and then, and then it it progressively got worse and worse, and then it was bilateral, meaning it started on both sides, and was mm-hmm. almost like mirror images of each other. Yeah. And it started from the bottom up, and um, except for the eyelid started right after the white spot on my ankle, but then it just spread. And I made it through high school where it actually did not touch m- most of my face except the eyelids. So Good. I looked pretty, you know, yeah, I was... Uh, I was um, co- more confident, um, but as the years, um, you know, and I was called all kinds of things like spot oh, yeah. or, or, or lepers or, or whatever. I was yeah, going to ask you that very it, same question because a 13-year-old, um, how mm-hmm. was it, you know, dealing in school? Yeah, um, you bullied a little bit and people like, oh, you know, grimace. They make that grimace or like I was contagious. Mm. Uh, even to this day, when I 
you know, if I buy a coffee through a drive-through window and they see my hands, you know, they just okay. like drop the change, and I just want to say, you're not going to catch it, you know. Uh, wow. That's the point to educate people. Sometimes, you know, yes. I still get that. Um, and it became more and more difficult as the year I, the years went on. Um, before I got married. Um, well, let me ask date. you one question. So yes. Let's back this up a little bit. Um, before age 13 and you noticing this on your foot, had you known of, did mm-hmm. your parents know of, is there any family history of vitiligo? Okay. That's a great, that's a great question. So no, my parents didn't know what it was. However, um, Later on, my grandmother on my dad's side, so my paternal grandmother, she her father actually had vitiligo. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, my, my dad didn't know that because he died, he died very early in life. So, um, yeah. So uh, up until we saw the dermatologist, then we knew what the word was, what the condi- skin condition that I had, vitiligo. Um, so that, that was it. Um, it was a cut and dry thing. I remember my mother walking out of the dermatology office. She was more upset than I was at the time, mm. you know, um, cause there was really no treatment and he did say it was going to get worse and he was, he was right. Wow. Um, but so we had to deal with that. <clears throat> and, um, so I'm poor. So my last name is Portuguese. So my skin color is like an olive color. It's not yeah. really white, 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 and it's not dark, dark, dark. It's in between color. And right. uh, I hate it. I hate it. Um, so I stopped going into the pool, stopped doing things outdoors because mm-hmm. the summer to me was so uh, frightening to me because um, I would darken and the white spots would appear more. And yeah. so I always liked the winter, and I felt more comfortable in the winter. I never looked in mirrors, um, things like that. Even growing up, it was very difficult for me to look in the mirror because it got worse and worse uh, over hmm. time. So, yeah. But my wife loved me for who I am, and uh, you know, she never, she never. Um, in fact, she just wants me to be natural. Sometimes I'll put on some of that um, that cream that makes you look orange, and she says, "Take it off. You look terrible <laughs> like that. Just be who you are." But listen. <laughs> Even before marriage, let's talk about, um, you okay. know, a little okay. boy getting his first girlfriend, going to prom. Yeah. H- how did any of that yep. play out for you? Um, you know, um, the people that were really close to me didn't even talk about it uh, with mm. me. It was people that didn't know me as well. They didn't know me as a person that were really like, oh, what, what's that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think... In my family, they accepted me the way I was, mm-hmm. but it was people outside of my family. It was like, you know, acquaintances that was. Dating was a little bit of a problem, too. Um, I always felt more comfortable in the winter, so I'd date more in the winter than I did mm-hmm. in the summer. I kind of hid in the summer in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was not comfortable going outdoors. Um, it would begin, my skin started darkening, like, in April, uh, while I was driving, my hands on the steering wheel. So I started wearing gloves even to, so it wouldn't tan up so quickly, you know. Um, so you learn these little tricks, you know. But oh, yeah. sometimes I think, 
you know, I was fooling more myself than anybody else at the time. But it was difficult. It's so difficult growing up. Absolutely. You know. And then you met this beautiful young woman who becomes your bride. I did. Where were you in the middle of the journey at that point? And obviously Mm -hmm. she was accepting to the point of marriage. But where were you in the journey and what did she say to you, if anything? Uh, So nursing school uh, was extremely um, stressful. And Mm. it seemed like, Valerie, that the vitiligo was coming out more and more with my stress level. Stress, Um, yes. uh, Sometimes you have to look at uh, lab work like uh, the thyroid. So if Mm. you're hypothyroid, um, people tend to have, uh, vitiligo can come out uh, with low uh, thyroid. But my thyroid... Uh, functionings were all all normal. Um, I think at that time it was just real bad stress, and it came out and it just t- took over. Um, yeah. But you know, my wife um, just accepted me the way I was and saw me yeah. as you know the person, not not the skin condition. <laughs> love disorder. You're talking about love. now. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. She loved you regardless. She didn't see the vitiligo, that is, is what you're saying. That is, that is right. She didn't see me as a diagnosis. She saw me as there a person, go. and I think that's there so, so important. Um, and prior well, to meeting her, I mean... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I said prior to meeting her, though, there were, there was, it was like a roller coaster ride at times. You know, mm-hmm. depression did set in. You know, yeah. depression did set in with me I have to say absolutely and I hear that from everyone I talk to nobody dodged that bullet that depression of seeing your body changing Mm -hmm. looking looking at you you talked about looking in the mirror but women you're looking in that mirror and it's it's not good you're right and so that word depression is in every conversation that I have I know, yep. Um, you know, and then there was uh, makeup, but you know, I had that stigma. You know, with a male wearing makeup, it was. I tried it, and I looked so sticky. I looked like a clown more than anything else. And yeah. I decided, you know, I, I wasn't going to go that route and try to be as natural as I could. Um, I don't see it on the because on the inside, but people see it. And I know yeah. when I'm having conversations, I remember that I have it because they're not listening to my conversation. They're looking they're at my staring. skin. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. And so then you're reminded. You that at age 13 obviously did yeah. not work. Um, the no, light, whatever, not. any of that did not work. So here you mm-hmm. are, um, oh, much older now. Have have you gone back to try any treatment, or you've said that's it with treatment, forget about it? Right. Uh, I got. Yeah. I'm. I'm older now. I'm comfortable in my skin. There you go. <laughs> and um, you know, it is what it is. It's a part of me now. Um, and I think, you know, having your website and people that are, you know, I posted something with just my hands and the feedback you get and you feel good about it. 
And uh, I'm proud that I have it. Now we have models that actually was it a lot of modeling. Yes. You know, it's 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 a new age. We've come a and, long way. God, I wish I had that when I was younger. We've you know, come a long way. More accepting. We yes. certainly have imp- because of people like you. Really. Well, Valerie. it took a while to get here, but I, I've arrived. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say it like yeah. that. It took a while to get here. Right. It, it certainly took a while. Does. So anybody out there that's struggling, the depression's hitting mm-hmm. you, you're low, we always tell them, hang in there. Hang in there. Make sure you surround yourself. And that was my next question for you. Um, your support okay. system, 13, 14, 20, your support system, what yeah. would you say of having a good support system around you? Um, Valerie, that's that's the key. Um, yeah. It's people that around you that love you and accept you for who you are, and not what you have on the outside. Uh, it's what in the inside that counts. I had loving parents mm-hmm. um, and a loving brother and sister. Um, Good. And uh, you know now that I'm married, it's my wife that a great support system and my kids. I just want to say a little story that I thought was really cute. I thought about it. I used to um, do art classes with my son's school and he was in second grade or third grade Mm -hmm. at the time and he never mentioned to me about my skin but when he was in school and I was doing art some boy said to me what's wrong with your father's skin and my son Mm -hmm. looked at my skin and realized at that point in time I was different but he had never noticed that before so (laughs) I thought that was something you know but what did He's he say? Great. Did he say anything to you, though? He did. He did. Um, you know, he said, um, I forgot the boy's name. He said, uh, so-and-so noticed your skin, Dad. And I never noticed it until he brought it up. I said, wow. Oh, okay, and what did you, and I said to him, what did you tell him? He said, I didn't tell him too much. I, didn't, I said, oh, yeah. So <laughs> it was, I think he, because he grew up with it, it was just a part of me, and it was not normal. Anything, you know, yeah, exactly. It was yeah. a normal thing, conditioning. Yeah. Well, all I was mobilized. Sees, <laughs> yeah, I know. All he sees is the dad that I love, the the dad that's caring yeah. and loving and that's is right. with me in an art class. So all of that yep. is covered by love. He did not see what this kid is seeing. No. You know, we're just looking through no. two different eyes here. That's amazing. That's yeah, totally he was amazing. like just blind, blinded from it, and so you know, it's just kids. Kids can be wonderful too, you know. Um, yeah, they have something special qualities about them as well, and you know. And so now I find that I educate people about it now instead yeah. of hiding it. I just I feel like that's one of my roles. I got to educate people about it. It's not contagious. Um, yeah, it's just um, we're special. We like one percent of the population. Has it? So I feel very, I feel very special now. Yes. You know, now, in in your know. area, Fairhaven, do you see any are there neighbors? Do you see anybody? Because people still say that I don't see anybody where I live. I don't see people. What vitiligo? Um, you know, uh, I don't see a lot of people mm. with it. Um, you know, the only the only access I have is online, and yeah. Uh, and it's nice to see, and it's so nice to see, you know, people um, smiling with it on, you know. Yes. I just 
we're having vitiligo and smiling and you know and they've got to that point where i have you know it's it's part of me you know um i've seen a lot of people that actually put tattoos um, yeah their vitiligo is so it's it's very interesting <laughs> it's like one of my guests said they have vitiligo mm-hmm. but vitiligo does not have them and see that's the oh difference. i love that yeah 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 i love that i love that now i yeah, know and i think that was my thinking yeah yeah mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. you're in charge of it so you have yeah. to take control Absolutely. of it yeah right now I want to move forward a little bit. You you don't yeah. really um, use any kind of treatments now, but you made reference yeah. to going out and seeing one of our best buddies, Dr. John Harris. <laughs> Tell us about oh, going to him. Got... Why you still go to him, and what are you doing with him? Okay, okay, great. Well, you know, uh, Dr. John Harris is the guru of Vitiligo. Yes. Um, I looked him up years ago and knew about him and I could not, it was like meeting a movie star for the first time when I met him (laughs) and he's so nice um, and and just wonderful to to be with. Uh, So uh, I saw that in one of the websites, there was actually a trial um, that they were having a research trial. They were going to test this cream Mm -hmm. uh, and they needed uh, participants um, and so uh, I called, and they did a phone screen, and I met all the criteria. Now, I'm mm-hmm. a nurse, so I really am always looking at research, and I know the importance of doing research and becoming a mm-hmm. participant. And so it was very, very important to me, and it was almost personal. And mm-hmm. so um, the, so I ended up driving two and a half uh, hours to Worcester, um, UMass wow. Medical Center and going to the dermatology clinic and it took about oh, a couple of months um, every day um, every week uh, journaling and then mm. seeing them like every other week so I would journal and write what I saw if the cream was working now you got to remember with research projects you don't know if you're getting the real deal or the right. placebo Right. So, you know, um, I uh, I didn't see any change uh, throughout that whole trial with the cream I was using, um, but I'm hopeful that other people who it worked on, you know, that had the real deal. So I'm not sure if I had a placebo, but I did not see any changes in my mm-hmm. in my area. Um, but one of the things that came out of it, Dr. John. Harris told me, you know, I said, I don't know what's happening, doctor, but I'm getting these round, round circles all over the place on my forehead. He said, Chris, that's it repigmenting. So it was like a good sign that um, it, uh, it, the areas that I have were repigmenting, not from the cream, but he said that's, a, that's just a good sign. Like some of, some of the cells are alive and are producing melanin. So, you know, so land into um, make it dark. The the um, you're getting color around the hair follicle. Uh, just below, like uh, more on my forehead. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Wow. And I noticed from one picture to the next. You know, I took a couple of years ago. I'm like, why oh, was my forehead was really white, and I notice now that you know it's there's brown little circles. 
where it's trying to repigment. So you never know. <laughs> That's interesting. You, know. you piqued my interest. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Oh, and, the, and the, I have to say the staff there were unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Just unbelievably oh, yeah. kind, like and they were wonderful. Amazing. Amazing is correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, yeah. Uh, I was saying we planned, um, him and I and my secretary, we sat for a couple of weeks um, planning out 2018, um, the conference around June 25th. And so we yep. had to drive down there for a couple of weeks to look with the planning and preparation and making the program and all of that. And his team, his staff, and he gave us a walk through the lab and the mice and oh my god, just amazing, just yeah. amazing. It is, it is that place. We're all renowned. Beautiful state of the art, state of the art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just to talk a little bit about the procedures. So it was just amazing. Um, yeah. So what they do is they, what I had done was um, I had this mach- this machine that sort of sucked out the skin with heat and you kept it on there for close to like 45 minutes was got really hot and it made like five little points on it and what they do is it blisters so they're very um so what they go in with a little needle and it doesn't hurt at all they extract the fluid plus they cut out some of the blister skin and that's when they what they do to analyze it and then you have it done again at the end of the trial, uh, the research project. So uh, they relook at that again to see if any of the cells kind of activated from the cream that I was using. Interesting. Very interesting. And you've been doing this for how yeah. long? So it was like over a period of, I would say, three months. Um, yeah, it was over about three months. And it, it completed, I think I completed it in around November, yeah, maybe, yeah, in November of last year. So with COVID and everything, we had to wear masks and be very, very careful. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I tell you, he's doing interesting work, and I'm glad you're able to to be a part of that. I know they're in in talks now with... um, He's working on Rexinolin or something. There's something. I forget the name yes. of it. Some, Is that it? Right. And so yeah, that's actually the one. That's the one you're trying? That he's using. Well, I'm not sure what. I think this is after that. Uh, so that oh. came out after those other trials. So this is something, another newer product. Yeah. Um, but it had, this cream actually made the hair follicles of mice that were white turn darker. Okay, that's the one I know about. Okay. Yeah, yep. So, keeping our fingers crossed. Right now, they're seeking FDA um, approval on something that they're they're saying is working. So, we're hoping to have Mm -hmm. him on at some point to to really give us some some details. Yeah. Yeah, right. He can really explain (laughs) well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been, he's, um, I, I must applaud him because we mm-hmm. started a group here in Boston in 2009, and okay. we had a germ with us 2010, but she suggested in 2011 
She said, you want to get right. Dr. John for your guest speaker? And I said, okay. And I tell you, <laughs> he did not disappoint. He was our guest no. speaker in 2011 and again in 2013. And so we've been with right. him for a while. He's been with us here yeah. in Boston at our smaller conferences, not the huge things we're doing now. This is a smaller scale conferences that we started here. And he sure. has been with us and sat on our board for a little bit. So he's well known and we well respected. So we thank yeah, him for the he work that certainly he's doing. Is. Here's a strange question. Yeah. I know your kids yeah. are grown now, but growing up with a dad with vitiligo, boys is mm-hmm. boys are different. And so I wanna say probably they did not ask a lot of questions, never mind asking. Dad, do you think I'll ever get what you have? That's funny. That, that's a great question, Valerie. Um, <laughs> no, they never have. They never until that art project thing. But my oldest never asked me what was wrong with my wow. skin. Yeah, he, you know, it was like every day. You know, never ever ever talked about it. Yeah, uh, my fear was when we conceived to them both that they would get it yeah uh, because it, you know in my family is it was genetic my grandfather had it and now i have it um so uh, i was always worried about them um but they don't show any signs uh, they're old enough now that i think if they had it they would act, actually have some but i mean it it varies too i i, I think it doesn't matter the age; it does come on when it wants to. Right, um, right. But they have no, no. They're olive complected as well. They have nice deep tans, <laughs> but um, yeah, they don't have it. Well, so that's far. good. And and if it should come, yeah. they've had a perf, uh, a good example, role model of how to handle oh. it, how to carry themselves with yeah. it, because that's that right. you've laid the foundation for them. So that's good. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's true. Um, And just to go back a little bit about John Harris, um, Mm -hmm. his grandmother actually had vitiligo. So I think that's how he became very interested in it. At the conference in 2011, I fell in love with him even more. (laughs) I was like, whoa, this is awesome. There's a connection, a real connection to this. And yeah, I absolutely. think that's why he's so passionate about doing so this too. work. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some good people on our side, some good people that's looking out for, you know, mm-hmm. working hard on research right. to, with something for those who want something. We're dealing right now right. with our children's group having 176 children in our children's group from across the globe and those parents they want something today no they want something yesterday you know for their babies yeah and so kudos to dr john and all the others who are working so hard absolutely 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 because we know the struggles that these kids will if you know with the early little lag of and you know kids can be Wonderful, but they can also, when they get a little older, they can be cruel, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, so have, being looking different, you know, does matter when you're younger, 
you know, now that I'm older, you know, I did that research project, but I don't know if I would use something that would darken me again. I, this is part of me now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't everyone know. I, 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 I'm on the fence about it. Yeah. Everyone says that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I know of one woman, um, she, in, in our earlier days of our group, she would come to meetings and she tried right. something okay. that turned her, she's, a, she's African-American on the dark side. Okay. No, midway. Right. So not too dark, okay. not too light. And this thing that right. she was trying turned her black on her cheeks. Oh. That was scary to me. Oh, that was scary. Yeah. That, did it did it lighten up after or did it remain no. like that? Well, uh, yeah, it oh. took a while. It took a couple of years. Okay. And now okay. she is just about 90 something mm. percent all gone now. So, yeah. Okay. okay. But it was scary back yeah. in the Oh gosh, it was scary. Scary to look at. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, she's made it right. over, and I don't think you could give her anything else to try. She's done. <laughs> yeah, that would scare me. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But you know, when sometimes when people are desperate, they'll try uh, different things and different right. modalities. Um, I mean, you look on eBay, and the, these pills are definitely going to turn your skin. You know, there's all these snake oil type of yes. products out yes. there that just are just taking people's money, you know, and making them feel worse because it doesn't work. Well, yeah. I tell you, I am for not using anything. So um, two days ago, Great. I that's had... What I, I, that's what I love about you. You know, you are who you are and, you know, you're a beautiful person Wait, inside and out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I had a woman two days ago, Jackie is from California, uh, a mm-hmm. blonde model, beautiful um, young yeah. woman, and um, she wanted something to cover. And I tell you, she her you got to listen to her story. Her story moved okay. me. She was varnishing a chair. Uh, that's all I'm going to tell right. you. She was varnishing <laughs> a chair. Please listen to that story, and you'll find out. Oh my I, God, what I, she's I, created is uh, sounds amazing. So mine is in the mail. I got my little notice saying it's in the mail. Not that I'm going to resort to using anything, but I'd love to try it. It just sounds so amazing that you'll be varnishing okay. the chair, a drop lands uh-huh. on your vitiligo spot, you rubbed it in, yep. wiped it off quickly, but you got to hear the story. Christopher, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> okay. And she's getting okay. a lot of, um, I think, well, she'll even say that when you listen to that um, um, show, okay. that the people mm-hmm. that's purchasing it now are men, because mm-hmm. it's not like your regular uh, heavy-duty makeup. This is like right, a henna right. kind of stain, kind of natural, natural ingredients, mm. by the way. It's amazing. Wow. Just from okay. that show two days ago. So get a listen to that. Wow. Get a listen to that. And, I will. You know, I am will, going I to go into it even more because I think I want to even try it to a certain point or something yeah. and, and try to support them by advertising it on our website or something. It oh. sounds really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
now you really piqued my interest now. See, you know? I, I knew I would, because especially for men, though. <laughs> men would. Men would try yeah. it. Okay. So you did not make yeah. it to a conference here in Massachusetts. You have not really made it to a conference um, so no. far, but we're hoping to get you to yeah. Minnesota with us next year. That's the aim. That's the goal. We're shooting for about 400. Would you come with us? Okay. I, you know, I'll have to look at, you know, what's going on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, that's a possibility, actually. Um, we, we live so close, but yet so far, and I've never <laughs> been. And, uh, and I feel so badly because uh, I really want to be a part of um, the you know community, our community, you know, yeah. here in Massachusetts, you know. Well, we're hoping to so. do a get-together on July 10th. July 10th, we're going to okay. go to the beach um, here in South Boston. So we hope that you guys can come down, even if you spend an hour. We're having one or two people come from New Hampshire, from different places. Okay. So come on down, see who we are, get to know us. Okay. It's been a pleasure be talking to you. I've been wanting to do this for a while. If somebody's out there listening that is struggling today, like mm-hmm. we all started mm-hmm. this journey with a struggle. How can you encourage them before right. you leave us today? Um, love yourself. Love yourself you with your whole heart and soul. And just love yourself. Um, it doesn't matter what's on the outside. What truly, truly matters is what's in the inside, you know. And be with people that are going to raise you up rather than pull mm. you down. That's it. Right. That's it. Wow. This is funny you would say that that very last line. Because I had a Mm 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock call today, live from Africa, with the the person, uh, Ogo, who is the innovative visionary for World Vitiligo Day. And that was her closing line. Do not be with anybody Mm -hmm. that will pull you down. Wow. Well. I'm told, wow, and I had not even heard that uh, before, oh you know, uh, from her but, or him. Um, yeah, so that's, it's a powerful wow. message. He said you that, know, and you and, said it now hours later. That's crazy. Crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm glad. So, I, in, you know, we mean what we mean, and yeah, you, you have to be around people that are going to raise you up, you know. Yeah. And uh, and to love yourself, I think, is the most important thing. Love yourself. Thing. Uh, you know, live your life, mm-hmm. or like Oprah yeah. would say, live your best life now. That's right. That's right. Well, the Christopher, I have, thank you, know. you. What are you saying? Thank you so much. We um, wanted I to do it it's for the only so life long. We have, thank so. you for giving me some time. Thank you. Thank you, Enjoy Valerie. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of the world and I... day. Yes, yes, let's celebrate together. Yes. Thank you, enjoy. God bless. Take care. God bless you, Valerie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my special guest, Christopher. He's from right here in Massachusetts, where for the month of June, the governor of Massachusetts has declared June Viligo Awareness Month. The House of Representatives has issued a citation 
uh, celebrating with us that June is Vitiligo Awareness Month. And what a better day to have Christopher, to have Ogo, to have folks just come on in to share their story. Uh, oh, my word. It, it's, just, it's just an honor and a privilege. On World Vitiligo Day, they're celebrating in Nigeria. They're celebrating in Australia. They're celebrating in, in various parts of the, the world. They're celebrating. I can see Jean-Claude, Jean-Marie and those folks in, in France getting it on, celebrating. Russia, Yan Valley, kudos to all of you out there celebrating. We bless you. Enjoy your time. St. Martin. Oh, my goodness. Geraldine and the folks will be partying on the beach in on the island of St. Martin tonight until 11 p.m., they said. So things are happening. We're celebrating ourselves. We're not going to wait for anyone to celebrate us. We're going to celebrate ourselves. And as Christopher just said, live, enjoy your life. Like Ogo said, live, enjoy your life. Let's do this. We can do this. This is Vic Friends with a LIGO support group. Bless you. Have a great weekend until we do this again. Valerie Molyneux, President, CEO. God bless.